0: Welcome to Soul Inspiring Business. Hello and welcome. I'm really excited to share this next episode with you where I know you're going to get a ton of takeaways. Jake Dreyfus has co founded close to 10 different companies, some where he still participates as an active founding partner, and he's sold some of those companies along the way as well. He's always learning, always growing. And what you'll see from this podcast is that he's extremely humble and, in many ways, still downplays much of his successes, something he says he's still working on. And what I love about Jake is that he's so open and willing to share lessons, both good and bad, along the way. He's a growth minded individual, he's willing to take chances even if they're calculated risks, and he's always looking for new opportunities where he can add value and make a bigger impact in his own life and in the world. So I hope you get so much value out of today's episode, and it all starts now. All right, so today we have with us Jake Dreyfus. Jake, thank you so much for being here today.
1: This is It's wonderful to be here. Thank you.
0: No, I'm so excited to really dig in. So, uh, for our listeners, um, Jake and I have known each other back since we went to Penn state together. So it's been a wild ride. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, what I love about Jake is he's, I, I think you've been an entrepreneur all your life, right? So (laughs) I'm just going to take people through some of the journey just from your LinkedIn profile alone. And then I actually have another one that I see that it's not on here, but I'm going to tell people about it. Um, So, uh, you know, we, you started at Envy Homes. We actually started together there as a Mm -hmm. sales and marketing manager. Then you went on as the director of sales and marketing for a project in Philly. Mm-hmm. Then you co-founded Ready, Set, Work, which was then acquired um, by another company. Then you worked at Salesforce and commercial sales. Then you founded or were the COO for Philly Living and then brought that to now Global Living today, which is a real estate firm in Philly. You were the founder of an active networking group, co-founder of the 5AMers Accountability and Achievement Group, founder and CEO of Tenant Nest. And you also are the COO of NGNG Enterprises. So, did I miss anything? That's a lot.
1: <laughs> it's, it, you know, when you, it's funny, when, I've never had someone read back the you know the bullet points, and it's it's funny. Like you know, there's obviously thousands of stories in between all those, but to someone listening, it might sound pretty disjointed. But to me, it like, brings back a lot of good memories. So, thank you for doing that.
0: Yeah, well, it's just amazing because you've done so, and and I will say, so the one that's not on there is the Pita pit. Remember when oh, you started?
1: Pit. Uh, <laughs> I'm still remembering it today, even though we don't own them anymore. Yes.
0: Yeah. So you opened a Pita Pit uh, location in State College.
1: You did. That was one of those things where I don't know if anyone listening can relate, but it's like, I've always wanted to do this. Like, I've always wanted, I always thought it'd be cool to open up a restaurant. Not, not sure why. Um, so when three of my buddies came to me and said, Hey, we're going to open a restaurant, I said, Sure. Why not? You know, what could go wrong? But it's basically like the equivalent of going on a first date with someone and getting married because owning a business or owning a restaurant is the same thing. So, you know, 20 years, well, what are we now? Jeez, uh, 14 years later, probably, we don't own them anymore, but we're still paying some down some debt with them. So it's, it's a it's, great experience yeah, in how to not do a lot of things the right way.
0: All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, but what I love about you is that you're really unafraid to take risks. Um, and you, you know, again, you've just always had this entrepreneurial type spirit since I've known you. And so do you think, has that always been with you since you were a kid or where did that come from?
1: Well, I I think it's fascinating that you have that perception of me because here's, here's the perception I have of me that I'm still to this day trying to change is that. So, so my grandfather, um, uh, ran when, during the Holocaust came from, well, he told us he came from, um, Austria. turns out he was actually born in Germany, but didn't, never told anybody he ran when he was, you know, in his teens, didn't speak English and came Mm -hmm. to the United States for fear of what was happening to the rest of his family. Mm -hmm. So my father was, you know, first generation being raised here uh, from a Holocaust survivor. I can still remember. uh, In fact, I still have one upstairs in my rooms. He used to bank at PNC bank and they would give you these little envelopes. And each week he'd write down how much money he put in, be like one or two dollars as the savings, and that would go in his top drawer. And mm-hmm. one had my name on it, one had my sister's name on it, you know. And so it was it was a it was a scarcity mindset that didn't identify that time, because, and for fears that he was taught that things could always be taken away, like my grandfather experienced. Right. So I actually grew up in a household where I would go to to the movie theater, actually with with a business partner of mine, Noah, who you know, mm-hmm. and um, if he was thirsty, you get some a drink. If he was hungry, he'd get something to eat. I would, be, I would, I would be there and be thinking to myself. well, oh, I am kind of thirsty, but you know, I can wait. I'll just wait, you know. So it was just like this delay, this concept of like delayed gratification, like fear of spending money, um, was really how I grew up. And so I actually view myself as very risk averse. So it's funny, it's because I look at all the decisions I made. Like I would painfully decide what to do, and 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 those decisions would haunt me, like to the point where I didn't even get much enjoyment out of it. It wasn't until fairly recently, actually, where I started realizing, oh, my gosh, like I'm missing out on all the joy of all these things. I'm just worrying about the worst case scenarios and a lot of times creating those worst case scenarios just by thinking about them.
0: Mm, Um, Interesting. So
1: it's like this battle I continue to fight. So it's really fascinating that you have that perspective, because frankly, like I battle with it every single day. Um, And recently I realized about a year ago, uh, I started like a year of yes challenge. Because I realized that all the great things in my life actually came from when I said yes, not from when I said no. Um, and now that I have children, I think anytime you have kids, it's, you start to reflect back and like, is the way I was brought up, not there's anything wrong with the way I was brought up, is that, is, but is that what I want for them? Right. And my answer was no. So I had to change in order to be able to provide that different amount. So, and you know, so no, it's actually not something that came naturally. In fact, to this day, I still work on it every single day. And I'm here each week with my coach, Gina.
0: Right. Right. Well, that's so interesting because I would have never, I really would have never perceived that from you. Um, and you know, what, what do you do to, cause I think that's not, I think you and I have talked about this before as I grew up in kind of a, a scarcity mindset household as well. Um, my, um, my grandparents, uh, came over or my great grandparents came over from Ireland and were immigrants and just had that same type of mindset of a scarcity that, you know, you can't really, when you make money, you may not be able to keep it, you know, it's always going to kind of go away. So what do you actively do to, um, to change that?
1: I think to steal a word from one of my my previous coach is Abe Sharif, who's a genius. He would say, you need to booby trap your success. So when I've identified that I have this weakness that I do want to change, but I'm not sure how, I just create a group and have other people around me because I'm less likely to let them down than I am to let myself down. So here's mm. what I mean. So I've identified that there was, a, there was a, a couple of years ago, a time in my life where I just felt stuck. Like, a, not coincidentally a lot of people listening might be able to relate to this like it was when sure. first had kids the kids were young there's mm-hmm. not enough time in the day anymore I was like well i i should just wake up earlier but you know easier said than done right mm-hmm. so the reason why you just read off that co-founder of the five amers was i found a friend who was also going through the same thing it happened to me who's going through a divorce and some other business challenges and he's like you know what let's just get up together for 30 days let's text each other each morning at five and let's see what happens and like fast forward of the clock that group grew to 600 people Mm-hmm. Um, it helped me polish my public speaking skills and do some great networking. But the, but the moral of the story there was like, it, ne- it never would have happened if we didn't just like create some energy around it by bringing in other people. Mm-hmm. And that's been like, when I look back at like the breadcrumbs as to like, why I feel so great about where I am right now. It's it, all those pieces had other people around me. It was, mm-hmm. you know, teaming up with a business partner who thinks diametrically opposite the way I do so that we can learn from each other. You know, even if it's uncomfortable with growth, was like, booby trap the change in your life because unless well human psychology tells us we probably will keep doing the same things what i don't know how what percentage of all our thoughts every day are habitual right some crazy high number so we don't have to force the change it's like running out of gas on the highway like i know you don't want to pull over but we're getting off of this exit but you're going to have to because your car's going to run out of gas and we'll make it home right so right however you can booby trap it you do that and that's that's how i that's my that's my method I want to change behavior. I want to work out more. Great! I grab a little group group of guys I like and say, "All right, each day in the month of November, we're going to run the equivalent of miles for the day of the week that it is." Or so you know, whatever, whatever the challenge would be. Just create create fun and a group, and that's been my my little yeah. Method.
0: Well, that's so true, and I know that you'd mentioned your coach a little bit too. So, yeah. how did you? Uh, and and I'm a huge believer in the power of um, you know surrounding yourself with people, but also like when you look at any high level athlete or, or top level entrepreneurs, they all have coaches, you know? So, um, I guess how have you always had a coach or have you just started with um, coaching more recently? Like how did that decision evolve?
1: I mean, again, going back to that comment where I realized all the great things in my life happened when I started saying yes, no, I didn't have one. I, I, in high school, I had a great coach. Lisa very, was like a masterful baseball coach. And I still think back to him as one of the most powerful people I've ever you know been around. Mm-hmm. But I always didn't ended up coaching with athletics. I just didn't make the connection. When we decided to go on the limb and say yes to a job offer to relocate from San Francisco back to Philadelphia, I, I married into a culture uh, as part of the real estate brokerage I'm a part of that is just a culture of coaching. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden I was indoctrinated into it and we hired a business coach. And I realized it was like my special time each week where I got to reflect on and have someone point out my blind spots that cared about me. Enough mm-hmm. to tell me because other people probably saw them, they just didn't right. care enough about me to tell me, right? All right? So, so that's when it became apparent. I was like, Wow, this is interesting! So, like, now I have a, I have a tax coach that helps me <laughs> with strategies on taxes. But, but the, what who I was referring to earlier, Gina, again, back to the comment of good things in my life happened when I said yes, I met her through the 5 a.m.ers group. She's in Seattle, our paths never would have crossed, wow. never would have crossed, and she's part of the group. And, um, she had shared some, some stories in the group, and I was like, can we connect offline? I need to hear more about this. And, um, she's, you know, part of the neurolinguistic programming law of attraction mm-hmm. world and, and introduced me to all of it. And each week we get to work out all the wobbles that I have. And, and I, and I, and it sounds cliche. It may, it may sound cliche to some people listening, but in one, cause I've been through therapy, I've, mm-hmm. I've done hours of it. In, in our first session, she helped me deal with uh, a belief I had about myself uh, in like an hour or two hour period that she was able to disprove and kind of rewire my my neural pathways around me. And 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 from that exact moment, the, that was an inflection point in my life. Like everything literally changed.
0: Wow. So
1: I can't say enough about it. Um just having that moment where in your week where it's about you. It's just about you. Mm-hmm. Well, right I didn't care what kind of coach they are, but just having having some time where it's like Someone's pointing the the spotlight on you for once, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. So I'm a big proponent of it. Um, And I'm also a big proponent of moving on if it's no longer providing value, right? Right. I think, you know, um, unsolicited advice around it. But if you're, if someone's going to lock you into a long term agreement, I would wonder why. As a a coach now, I I like having shorter term agreements so we can revisit like, are we actually still on the right path or not? Is yes. this what we want, you know, and, and given out given off, you know, an off ramp point for everybody, but I'm a little passionate about that. So I can go on that forever. I don't want to take up all time on that, but, but Gina, yeah, Gina has changed, literally changes my life every single week.
0: Wow. That's awesome. And I love how you said too, you have to find the right coach for you too, because it could be different depending on the phase that you're in. Um, and, and also you may have different coaches for different parts of your life. So you said, you've got a tax coach, you know, you may have a health coach. Like there's, uh, you know, not everybody is going to be able to provide you the same thing because everybody's different. So knowing what it is you want to address and then who's the right person to fulfill that for you.
1: Yeah, I think I think if people are yes, if people are listening to this and they're in the process of interviewing a coach and they're really weighing their decision heavily upon how the coach answers the following question of like how how what's the average tenure of the clients in your portfolio? Like, I think you're asking the wrong question. Mm-hmm. Like, let's talk about results. Let's talk about the inflection points where we, 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 we revisit the equipment's efficacy of our relationship <laughs> right. right and and those that's the question to ask because that yeah. to me speaks to a healthy relationship and by the way a coach that also thinks about um you know has an abundant mindset Because like when i'm finished working with cara she's gonna have an amazing breakthrough and, and she'll go off into the world and there'll be someone else will arrive in my doorstep and need my help i don't need to hoard Kara into my life for the next 40 years so i can retire yeah
0: that, no that seems, that's so true
1: that seems antithetical to what i'm trying to achieve yeah. So should be, should be super careful about that.
0: Yeah. No, I just started um, coaching somebody actually, and we're doing like a three month timeframe because I want to make sure that I'm also able to yes. provide value over time. You know, it may be short-term, it may, you know, be longer term, but, you know, you want it to be a win-win, you know, and a good coach is going to recognize that.
1: Yeah. And I would challenge everyone who's sitting there thinking, well, I could, you know, I want to coach, but I can never be one. Um, try it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Try it. I think, you know, The moment that I started changing, and that's another way to booby trap, you know, I think when I look back at some of the decisions I made, like becoming a coach, knowing that I don't want to be a hypocrite. So if I Mm -hmm. give Kara this advice today, I'm not going to hang up the phone with her and then go and do the opposite. So that's a great, another great way to booby trap. If you're struggling with waking up on time or healthy, become a coach.
0: Right. See how it changes you, you know? Use your own advice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now, what do you think, um, because you have, I mean, just taking one of the businesses that you've done, which is Philly, um, Philly living, right. Mm -hmm. And now global living, you kind of took that along with your business partner, Noah. So you took that and grew it, um, to crazy amount of success. So how do you think, I mean, you started with how many agents and how many do you have now just to give some perspective?
1: Yeah, it's, it started off, um, with when I, when I came back to join it. There were about seven agents on the team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then we we switched brokerages so we could start to actually own our business. We could own the location. We could start to put down some roots. We didn't like the fact we were renting. And you know now because of that move, there's um, 40 plus agents on the team. We just acquired a property management company to help service our clients. We're looking at acquiring some other businesses into the mix. We own the office and the title company and the mortgage company. So it Again, that's one of those inflection points of like wasn't comfortable to make that move, but by by being around the right people and the right conversations, our business, you know, saw the benefit of that too. The rising tide raises all mm-hmm. ships concept, right? Um and not without a lot of pain. I mean, I'm not I'm not here to paint a rosy picture like and it's still painful. I literally got off a call twenty three minutes ago where we were having a similar disagreement, you know, debate around an item that we've debated many, many times before.
0: Mm. So it's
1: while the numbers look pretty on the scoreboard, there's still, it's a living and breathing thing and a business will always need that energy poured in. But um, yeah, but it's been, it's been a fun ride.
0: Yeah. What do you think though? I mean, I know you said one of the things was just having people that can um, mirror back to you and and have sometimes difficult conversations, but conversations that need to happen because you have different perspectives. Um, You know, what do you think some of the secrets though of the growth has been like is it those conversations is there something else that you can attribute it to
1: i think in my in my case people listening may be able to relate as well it it all revolves around the the book rocket fuel which is basically Mm -hmm. this conversation you know these truly great partnerships are 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 integrators and visionaries working together Mm -hmm. very rarely when you peel back the layers of the onion you look at these big successes is there not a an integrator behind that visionary that's equally as important to the success Mm -hmm. So looking at that, um, you know, choosing your so not only identifying if you're the visionary finding your your integrator and vice versa, but also having those conversations like we probably should have when we start dating someone before you get married. Like what will happen when we disagree? Mm -hmm. You know, um, how do we make financial decisions? How do you spend money in your personal life? Because it's probably gonna resemble how you spend money in our professional life. Let's compare notes here. You know, um, you know, whatever the religious, you know, religion may be the, you know, the corollary might be culture right? In a business, right? So like, what, what do we believe? What are our rituals? What are our, you know, um, let's talk about that. Cause those mm-hmm. are the reasons why marriages fail, right? Mm-hmm. Sex religion, kids, all those things. So figure out what those, how those correlate to business and, and have those conversations. Um, that, so that when I look at the successful partnerships versus the unsuccessful ones, I've had my fair share of unsuccessful as well. It, it's it's because we didn't follow that rule. Um, mm. those two rules of, Identifying who's in the visionary, who's the integrator in the relationship, and then how we make
0: decisions. Hmm. That's good advice, especially for people that are maybe just starting out and evaluating, you know, new yeah. businesses as well and new business opportunities. I think so. Um so do you have because you talked about the five AM club and um You know, but you do, you're always so calm and collected. Now, again, maybe that's your,
1: you've got your own, uh,
0: like, you know, paddling behind the scenes, you know, but that's just, you're always kind of the same person. You're very positive and you're, um, encouraging and supportive. And do you have any practices that you have found helpful for yourself that, um, you know, aside from maybe the 5am, uh, that. That help you stay grounded or help you stay at peace.
1: I, I really appreciate the question. I, I do, I do enjoy. And sometimes my wife gets frustrated with me about, like, my kids will get more excited when they find, you know, a penny on the sidewalk than I'll, you know, than I'll get when a big business deal closes. I'm just, again, trying to break out of that shell of the, uh, well, well, this this was good, but the next thing might be bad, so let me not over get over excited about this. Like, still trying to break that mold, and that'll be something I work on happily. For the rest of my life, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I'm getting better. I just, I'll, I don't expect it to, to cure. I expect incremental growth there. So, mm-hmm. um, so I, th- I honestly, some things I started doing since COVID have have really helped. So, um, to share a quick background story, I, I lost my dad when I was 13, mm-hmm. and I don't have a lot of memories of him just because I was I was younger. Um. um but there, there, are a few that I really remember. Um, for example, he had MS, and um, and it was getting worse actually as as um, mm. right before his accident. Sorry. But um, I remember specifically he used to walk to the train, which was a struggle for him. It was something he was one of those things. He's like, I'm not giving it up. Mm. And because his leg dragged because of MS, he would have a metal plate on the front of a shoe. So he'd take a step, and the other leg would drag behind, and you hear this metal scraping. And like, I can I can hear that. In my mm. head still, I can't. Although, but I can't remember some of like the conversations we had. I can't. I like. I can't hear his voice as much as I want. And um, so, my kids are seven and six now. Mm-hmm. And just like a lot of people listening, I'm sure we're spending a lot more time with our kids these days, which is wonderful.
0: Yeah.
1: And I find myself um oftentimes lost in thought. I don't use a lot of words in my life. I'm I'm fairly quiet, and that's sometimes a good thing and sometimes a, something I want to fix. Um, and I find myself thinking about them and I'm looking at them and I'm thinking, well, there's seven and six. And if God forbid I was gone tomorrow, like what would they remember about me? Mm-hmm. And for people listening, you might think that's a morbid thought, but here's where my mind goes with that. Well, what can I do about it? So I like, for example, on my wedding, the day of my wedding, I imagine a lot of times on those days, like a father and a son have some pretty cool conversations, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we didn't have that. So wouldn't it have been awesome on that morning if I could watch a video that my dad had recorded for me? Mm. um, that would be pretty freaking cool, you know? Yeah. So I started picking up the phone and whenever I felt uh, inclined, I would record a video meant for the kids and I uploaded it to a private Vimeo account. And I shared the password with my wife and said, I'm going to start dumping videos in here. If, and when the time would ever come, please share this code with them. (laughs) And some of them were like very specific, like words of wisdom on your wedding day or the birth of your first child. Others were just like, I was on a bike ride. I'm like, this is a really cool spot. I just wanted to show you, you know, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I'm wearing. You'll probably look back at and think I'm wearing some weird clothes. Right. And, and the reason I'm sharing all this is because it felt great. It felt cathartic to just let it out and not to worry about like, my mind goes to worry naturally. So, mm. Oh, what if I never get to share my financial advice with them? Would they even listen to it? I don't know, but I, I want to share it. Right. So I'm going to record right. it. Now it's done. Now it's out there. So that, is something that I started, it's almost like it was my version of a journal, but now right. they could hear my voice. So, and again, I don't know if they'll ever listen to it. I don't know if I was 14 if I'd ever actually do that, but you know what? Now, when I'm turning 40 and have two kids, like I would love to hear some advice from you dad, or, or maybe right. just a crazy story from college that no one knows. Like, I would love, I yearn for that connection,
0: right? So right,
1: that's been just something I started doing, which led to actually starting a whole production company now that actually films those videos for people, like professionally. But uh, all that to say, like, it's it's in, in some in a, in a world where sometimes things can feel like out of your control, like ask the question like what can I control? What could I do? Mm-hmm. And and it instantly shifts the energy. I'm mm-hmm. Like, oh like right, what if I died? I don't know. else Screw that. Now they're gonna know all kinds of crazy things about me. Right. They're gonna see what I look like after I work out. They're gonna see where we're living and what we're wearing and what we're driving. Like, you know, yeah. anyway, so
0: that's and also whenever I mean, how special to like have that um for them, you know, hopefully a long time yeah. from now, right? But, um, but how cool, right, to be able to? And I think that's what's really cool about you too is that when you, um, when you get an idea, you're you're you act on it, you know, or you've learned to take action. Um, well,
1: I, Yeah, and I think if we, if I was a psychologist, so it's probably tied back to like seeing my dad not to, you know, the frustration he lived with both with MS and obviously dying at a young age, like mm-hmm. never got to do some of these things, so like to to a fault i'm probably willing to try all these things because i don't want to miss out
0: i don't Mm -hmm. i don't want to
1: say i i always say this like we don't we say this in our 5am group like if we're lucky enough to have a deathbed one day to contemplate everything that we've done and think about things we haven't like not one of us is gonna think wow man i really wish i slept more
0: right right Right. so like
1: that so (laughs) that kind of like it's kind of a joke but not really it's like let's just try these things and like what's the worst that happens
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, which actually, um, so leads me to one of my next questions for you, because, uh, you talked about this production company that you're doing, and I happen to know you're, you're also working on another special project that I hope you'll share with us, but you know, um, we're both big believers. I'm a big believer in the law of attraction and really, um, Visual. I think not enough people really think about like, what's the vision for their life? What I actually, on my call today with my client, you know, we started talking about vision and it's really, we had to really dial dive in because mm-hmm. she got it. Like, oh yeah, vision is, yeah. um, you know, what do I really want to create? Because we don't think of, we just kind of go through the motions.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: so, you know, tell me, have you um, what are you working on right now? Have you had it? Have you always had a practice of visualization of using, um, that and tell mm-hmm. us, you know, more about the the new project that's super exciting that you're doing? Yeah.
1: I think thinking back to a young age, like, um, I daydreamed about things. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily have quantified it at that point as, you know, kind of like, you know, future, future casting or, you know, visioning, but um like one of the things i always wanted to do is learn how to fly a plane and actually if you remember like learn how to do that at penn state and like, mm-hmm. that's like one of the earliest dreams i can remember but just like you like i wasn't taught to dream so it kind of like stopped after that like, mm-hmm. okay, okay i'll get a job now right <laughs> <You> know, like,
0: <laughs> enter the um, real world
1: yeah like uh <laughs> what so, is the
0: real world really <laughs> yeah. so it started like
1: you know i had I read how how Elrod, elrod's book the miracle morning and he talks about that and I, been some Tony Robbins something, okay, like maybe there's something here. Um, and so I started like, you know, creating a little Pinterest board and it was like started daydreaming about things and kind of felt guilty about some because so I'm like, oh, it's just about the money. And like I just didn't get it. I didn't mm-hmm. get it. I wasn't connecting, like the whole point of our existence is to like have the fun, you know, and right. Um, and so I didn't make that connection. I just felt guilty about it. And maybe some people can relate who are listening. So, so yeah, I started doing the vision board thing. And, um, but I found like I wasn't looking at it that much I didn't really want, and I also kind of, cause I overanalyze everything as you might be able to tell from this interview so far, mm-hmm. like, well, wait a minute. So I'm basically picking my feature based on some editor's choice of what pictures to put in a magazine. Cause obviously like this was back in the day before Pinterest, my first sure. like, this seems silly? like what? what, that's weird. So obviously Pinterest is a better solution for that. Cause you can go and find the image that speaks to you. And I was like, I'm still like, I'm a very visual learner. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was like, "This is you and me
0: both, fun. actually." <laughs> yeah, I
1: was just like I want this to be more fun. I want like a, a little feature film of myself. So, like, I'm not a video editor by any means, but I like took all the images, threw them in iMovie, picked my favorite song. So every morning I start with the Tom Petty song, "Won't Back Down." It's my, it's my I sit down on my desk. Oh, just my song, and I recorded my affirmations, and they're all interspliced. So I have a video. It's like my my three minute Jake video or whatever long it is. Pictures of future stuff my my movie my or my my music and my affirmations and by the way like know, do you listen to your own podcast Kara? do you like hearing your voice
0: uh mm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I won't make you answer that, but not i have really. i'm like incredibly uncomfortable to hear my own voice my own affirmations but that's how i know right. it's a so blah 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 so i do. Yeah, yeah
0: yeah so
1: it's not beautiful but it works so every morning it's it's a it's a, a little link it's on my calendar and i click on that and now not only am i listening to the song i listen to but now i'm taking three minutes of my day to like look at the boat that I'm going to have one day. That's going to be this like awesome moment, you know, mm-hmm. um, for example. And think about the, the the impact I'm going to make philanthropically and all that. So um, obviously I can't leave well enough alone. I was like, well, this works for me. Like, let me see if other people want it. So go on Facebook, like, hey, would anyone be interested in this? And before you know it, because um, like, I just want to get feedback. We have a bunch of people that reach out like, yeah, I'd love to, love to do this. And brought in a professional editor and Betty's our editor. And she helps create these vision videos. So people so cool. get to watch their own, you know, three, four five minute feature film each morning that shows them what they're working towards and what, what the universe will be providing. So just kind of this fun iteration of like taking a static thing taped to my wall to now like a, something I can take with me on my phone. So if I'm traveling or what have you, I can still connect. And I show it to the kids I'm like mm-hmm. and they think I'm they think I'm nuts right now. But, you know, <laughs> but one day when I can show them like in 2020 when everyone some people thought the world was coming to an end and took a stand and said this is what i want for us and our family and the day we're you know sit on that boat i'm gonna show them and they'll probably laugh me because i'm like a dorky dad but one day when they have kids they'll think maybe there's something to this and all
0: right and it's,
1: but it's fun so yeah so we make vision board videos now
0: yeah it's super cool so- that is awesome because, you know, I've talked a lot on this podcast on, um, one of the apps that I love, which is think up. And that's basically where you record affirmations in your own voice, but yeah. this is like taking that on steroids. Cause it's basically including, um, the vision of, you know, the actual kind of images and pictures. So what does that actually look like? Do they kind of send those in to you? Yeah. How do they, how does that yeah. work?
1: It's, it's intense guy. Like, it's it's slightly uncomfortable not gonna lie for me it's like like oh this is real like i'm really mm-hmm. gonna do this you know
0: right
1: like, I, you know cutting out the pictures and them them was like this is fun we're drinking wine we're like, this is like this is intense so yeah we basically work with them through you know whatever medium they want whether it's pinterest or just through dropbox we're sharing images videos um they can they write a letter to their future self they can read that they can do affirmations like that can be optional uh, they pick the music um so it's it's totally custom every single time and um it's just super fun to watch them come out and people are you know i think i think everyone kind of has that intense moment where they realize oh my god this is like this is this is for me and so it's just a slightly higher commitment to it than the scissors magazine and glue technique yeah yeah there's anything wrong with that because it clearly it's worked for a long time um this is just for like again being a restless soul i just wanted to see if we can iterate on it and so Yeah. Well, and it's
0: a good time too, for people to start thinking about that because, you know, it's the new year almost, right. We're ending 2020, hopefully 2021 has some (laughs) better things in store. Um, And uh, you know, so it's a good time to think about like, and the time that most people do think about what they want to create. And, you know, and I think also when you think about vision, it's like, what do you want your legacy to be? You know, what do you Mm -hmm what are you doing it all for? Right. Because, um, and that answer can be so different for everybody. You know, one time I was working with, um, a group of agents and there was somebody that, you know, she was a grandma and her whole big why was that she wanted to be able to have a beach house that her kids could come to. And like, that's why she was working. But like knowing that driver is a really important thing and like what you want to accomplish. Um, and I think that's why it's so powerful to not only just think of what the big why is, but then create the vision and create in a way where you can start to visualize it and see it more clearly. Cause, um, I was listening to a um, podcast called business school by Sharon Srivatsa. And, uh, he said, fortune favors the specific, you know, Mm. and I love that. That really kind of stuck or, you know, um, stuck with him. me because, um, it is, it's like the more specific you can be, the more you are telling the universe, like what you want. Right. Yeah. Um, so I really love that. Yeah. Um, I was actually
1: having that identical conversation this morning about the danger of generalities, you know, yes like it's really, and you'll be mindful of how many general generalities you use on a daily basis or, or spoken to you. It's,
0: like mm. it's
1: a really dangerous thing. That's part of our culture. Yeah. Oh, That's never happened. What, what, why, you know? Right.
0: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Now I know that, um, you know, you have a lot of, uh, so we've talked a lot about your journey. Like what's next for you? Do you know what's your, what's your big why?
1: I mean, I, I'm, I literally, I don't know. I don't know if you actually published this zoom video anywhere, but, um, you know, for those who are listening, I, be, I have a mug in front of me right now. That or where each side says something different. One side says inspired action, and uh-huh. one side says effort action. Ah. And I always make sure that I'm drinking from the side that says inspired action. So I don't I don't know necessarily, Kara, but all I know is like my decision making right now is about kind of like you've heard this many people say this now. Like if it's not a hell yes, it's a no.
0: Mm,
1: so making yeah. sure that just because I'm capable of starting a business or partnering with someone on something, if I'm not actually inspired by it, then it has to be a no. Cause it's going to mm. get in the way of, of another idea. So, you know, right now um, you know, the production company where we're literally creating that moment for people where they get to sit down have a film crew, you know, point a couple cameras at them and they get to the chance to share all their hard-fought knowledge, wisdom, stories, and like memorialize that. And hopefully everyone that we record lives for another hundred years afterwards, mm-hmm. but the reality is they won't. And it's like to solve this problem of like, and maybe you've experienced this too. Like sometimes at funerals, funerals can be funny because people are sharing these stories you've never heard about of these right. people who the passed. Why does it have to be that way? Mm-hmm. Why can't those people actually be sharing these things? And like, so I'm I'm super inspired by that right now because obviously for what, what I lived through, and I'll I'll never have the chance to hear his voice. In fact, all the movies we have are silent films because that's that was the era uh. that we grew up. There was just those I forget what they they were called. There's no sound. Right. I can see him and I still have one of his best like I'm still connecting that way but like what I wouldn't give to hear his voice or mm-hmm. even just specifically addressing me so all I know is I like, we keep following that path of that which ex- inspires me um knowing that 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 um you know the business will provide what I need you know uh, mm-hmm. susten- sustenance wise um but I, I there's certain things like I will not give up my lifestyle because of the booby trapping rule. Right. So I'll always be a coach because I want to show up um, as one and I want to live my life in a certain way. I'll continue to pay other coaches to coach me mm-hmm. um, continue to read and, and surround myself with them. like I listen to your voice every morning now. Oh. Um, <laughs> and um, so which is awesome because like obviously we have a lot of history, but I'm hearing you now in a completely different way mm-hmm. and learning things about you. I never knew. So just another great reminder of like, I want to, I also want to be purposeful about spending more time with those around me. It's like, it's not always about being the next person to get you where you need to go. Like here's a person directly from my, you know, my sphere of influence that, um, we were so close for so long yet. There's so much we don't know about each other. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Right. And so I get, I guess, so just focusing on what I have instead of what I don't, you know, being being careful about that.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you're, you know, you're so right. And it is about you know, surrounding yourself with the right people is a really, you know, is such a big part of that. Um, And, um, and being grateful, like gratitude, you know, gratitude is such a powerful, because I think if you can't be trusted with the little things, then how is God going to give you the big things? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, you know, you have to be grateful for like the journey that's led you here and for where you are. And then um, I think that's when you, when you can begin to take on more things too like if you can be trusted by handling more and more then you're given more you know yeah. Yeah. um so now what what advice would you give then to the young entrepreneur or somebody that's kind of at a crossroads that um you know isn't sure really what to do next do you have one final thought of wisdom
1: yeah i mean so well the the thing I think that reigns true is Steve Blank talked about this. He's kind of the lean startup methodology guru. And he always talks about, you know, as early as possible in the creation of business, get out of the get out of your building and talk to your customers mm. before you build anything. Um, you know, we, we we get so in love with our ideas we forget there's like another party involved. So um, it's not to say your idea still won't won't be the one but get out as quickly as you can and talk to your who your would-be customers would be mm-hmm. um, you never know what could happen like we literally were going to sell our software to a company um, and they ended up buying our company hmm. so that's that's how that ready sell work story ended but oh, so you just yeah. never know so get out and talk to your talk to your customers you, you never know you, you might you know it's the quickest way to find out if you got something or not or you could pivot Right. So often people, especially if they jump into the software space, and years developing, to then release to the public, and the public is like, "We don't want this." And it's like, and now we have to pivot. And so, you know, so the quicker you can get out there, the better. And it's uncomfortable,
0: which mm-hmm. is how you'll know,
1: you know it's important,
0: right? Well, and you're living that because you know yeah. you had the idea for the vision, um, and yeah. you know you went out and asked people, like, "Would you be interested in this?" And have gotten a resounding yes.
1: Yeah. And some, and some like, hell no, I would never do this. And that's, and that's, it hurts. hurts the ego, but man, that's valuable because I'd much rather hear it now than years later and hundreds of thousands of dollars invested. Right.
0: Right. So true. That's great advice. Um, well, I so appreciate this opportunity to just, um, connect with an old friend. It really is so nice to talk to you and, and learn, you know, all these really cool things about you too. So, um, I am wishing you just awesome success. And, um, as you, you know, learn to celebrate your wins, right. <laughs> yes, <ma'am. laughs> yes, and, um, and what are ways that people can connect with you? So if somebody wants to learn more about you, you know, where are the best ways for them to go? And we'll include it in the show notes for everybody as well.
1: Sure. Yeah. So, um, we can, we'll put the links down there below. Um, Social media is going to be a great place to do it for anyone looking to potentially, you know, try out a vision board video or was intrigued about the idea of videotaping their legacy to be passed on to future generations would love to chat with you about it. The company's just getting going. I have two wonderful partners, Mary and Katie, they're working on it with me. The company's awesome. called JKM Creative. So, we can pull, we'll post a link below. Um Okay. And, and
0: what's up? the uh is do you prefer Facebook, Instagram, what would be your Oh, um, um social media preference for oh, people to connect um, with you?
1: Geez, I guess whatever works for them. Either one's fine with me. Okay. Um, so we can post both of those, yeah.
0: You know, okay.
1: Can, we'll post an email address too for those awesome. cool folks.
0: <laughs> All right. Very good. Well, thank you so much for your time. This has been so great. And I know that our listeners are going to get a ton of value from it. So I appreciate your time.
1: Thanks for having me, Kara. I appreciate it.
0: All right. Thank you. I'm Kara, and you've been listening to Soul Inspiring Business. If you found this helpful, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And if you feel so bold, share with others as well. Thanks again for listening. I look forward to growing